Hello and welcome to Dangerous Assignment from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Assignment. Transcribed starring Brian Dunleavy as Steve Mitchell. Yeah, danger is my assignment. I get sent to a lot of places I can't even pronounce. They all spell the same thing, though, trouble, but. When I walk into the commissioner's office, I don't realize that this assignment's going to wind up with my life getting saved because somebody drops a bomb on me. Morning, Commissioner. You sent for me? Steve, the Flying Fenways are in trouble. The Flying Fenways sounds like a trapeze act. Frank and Lenny Fenway, ex-American Army flyers. They settled down in India after the war and opened up an airline. One of them, Lenny, disappeared in Tibet two weeks ago with the company's only plane. They are in trouble. He was carrying a passenger at the time, a Chinese nationalist agent named Typhoon. The agent had been sent from Formosa to contact certain tribes in Tibet. Resistance groups still holding out against the new order in China. You know, if somebody could organize them, they'd be a lot of help to Shanghai Check. That's why the agent was sent? That's right. The nationalists also planned airdrops there to supply the tribes with arms and ammunition and other equipment. And you say Fenway flew the agent to Tibet and hasn't been heard of since? Any word from Tyson? Yes, a caravan from Tibet picked him up two days ago and brought him into Kashmir last night, more dead than alive. He's in a coma at the hospital in Srinagar. Hasn't been able to tell us what happened to Fenway. Uh, look, Commissioner, if he'd been captured, we'd have heard a propaganda broadcast about it. Yes, they certainly have accused Fenway of being an American spy and made a big thing out of it. Get over there, Steve. See what information you can get out of the agent Tyson. Find Lenny Fenway and get him out of Tibet before he falls into the wrong hands. Well, that's it. You get your assignment. Good luck. The National Broadcasting Company is presenting Dangerous Assignment, starring Brian Donlevy in the role of Steve Mitchell, colorful two-fisted government agent. At all those places of the world where danger and intrigue walk hand in hand, there you will find Steve Mitchell on another dangerous assignment. Sure, I got my assignment. All I have to do is find an ex-U.S. Army flyer named Lenny Fenway who disappeared in Tibet. Sounds like a cinch. Yeah, somewhere in China's backyard. Over 400,000 square miles of it. It's late Monday afternoon when my plane lands and... Kashmir, I hustle over to the hospital hoping the nationalist agent, Tai Singh, has recovered consciousness and I can get a lead from him. But he hasn't. 
So I wander out to the waiting room. There I run into Frank Fenway, the missing flyer's brother. The Colonel, all I know about this. The Colonel? Yeah, Colonel Yee. He flew in from Formosa this morning. He's with Nationalist Intelligence. He really gave me the old third degree. I mean, the guy suspects Lenny and I pulled some sort of a double cross. Why should he think that? That's me. This kid doesn't trust anybody. How did you and your brother get involved with typing, anyway? Oh, he's an old friend of ours. We met him in China during the war. About a month ago, he walked into our office in New Delhi. He said he had a little business to toss our way if we were interested. And you were, huh? He wanted us to fly him here to Syringar first and then over to a small village in Tibet. Why Syringar? I had to pick up some radio equipment he was to take with him to Tibet. That's how he was going to keep in touch with the shop, too. What shop? Silversmith's place. It's a, sort of a nationalist headquarters. Mm-hmm. This Colonel Yee you spoke to, where is he now? Over the shop, I guess. Why? I'd like to have a talk with him. Ten minutes later, we pull up in front of a small shop on a crowded side street. I show my credentials to the clerk, and he takes us to a small back room where we find Colonel Yee pacing the floor nervously. Nearby, a radio operator is fiddling with his set, but always getting his static. The possibility that we will hear from the missing flyer is remote, gentlemen. Still, there's no harm in keeping an open circuit. What are your plans, Colonel Yates? Well, at the moment, Mr. Mitchell, my hands are tied. I could contact Formosa, tell them to begin the airdrop operation, but I... Wait a minute. How do you know where the stuff is to be dropped? Typing was supposed to pick out the locations. You couldn't have talked with him. I did not have to. Here, look at this, Mr. Mitchell. Hey, a map. Where'd you get this? It was found in the lining of Tyson's coat. Wait a minute. These pencil marks, circles here, here. Could they be the locations Tyson picked up? I think so, yes. But you can't be here until Tyson regains consciousness and you verified it with him, huh? And then your troubles are over? Uh, not quite. There is still your American flyer Lenny Fenway to be found. It is most important to my government, yeah. Because if we don't find him, he'll be a perfect pigeon for some phony propaganda. But how does he affect your operation? He represents a very serious threat to the success of our mission. Oh, now, wait a minute, you... Take it easy, Frank. What are you driving at, Colonel? Uh, Mr. Fenway, your brother may know of this map. The locations where the airdrops are to be made. How could he know? First, let me inform you that your brother's plane has been found. What? When did this happen, Colonel? I learned of it only this morning when I questioned members of the caravan. The men who brought Tyson here. One of the men had heard from a villager at Sanjitao... But a plane was found abandoned near there ten days ago. And crashed? No, apparently engine trouble had developed. A forced landing was necessary. Oh, that's a relief. You must be still alive, then. You will not be happy to learn that the plane has been confiscated by hostile troops. I don't care about that. I'm more interested in Lenny. Yeah. Now, what makes you think he knows about this map? I am assuming that Mr. Fender's brother accompanied Tyson on his journey to contact the various tribal chiefs. And being old friends, they might have discussed the location of the airdrops, huh? Well, I am assuming further that the two men were making their way back here when they ran into trouble. So that perhaps the Tyson got away, perhaps your brother, Mr. Fenway, did not. So if Fenway was captured, the affair would be kept quiet while they put the pressure on him to try and make him talk. Exactly, Mr. Mitchell. Now, should my government go ahead with our plans, we might drop much-needed supplies and equipment into enemy hands. Yeah. So what happens now? Let's have a look at that map again, Colonel. Yes. Where'd the caravan pick up Tyson? Right here in the north, not far from the Sintian province border. Mm-hmm. Good place as any to start looking, don't you think, sir? Look, if you guys are going hunting for Lenny, you can count me in. Well, we'll need a plane to get us up there and... Oh, wait a minute. You're out of business, Frank, remember? No plane. I'm back in. I hocked everything I could get my hands on and made a down payment on another crate yesterday. I was planning on going out and look for Lenny on my own. All right. You've got a couple of customers. It's a deal. And this time, gents, the trip is on the house. <laughs> 
Saturday after nightfall, Colonel Yee and I board the plane. Frank Fenway guns it down the runway and we're airborne, heading due east over the towering peaks of the Hamaria Range. There's a bright moon out, and it's going to make it easy for us to spot a place to land, but hard to do so unnoticed. About two hours later, we're approaching our destination along narrow strip of plateau high in the mountains. Then we make a low pass over the area, circles, and comes in for a landing. The village is over in that direction, isn't it, Colonel? Uh, yes. We cannot see it from here, but it is not far away. I am certain we can contact members of the tribe there. Come on, Colonel. Let's get our gear ready. Yes. I'll pack the radio equipment. Can you manage the rest of this stuff? Okay, you guys. Go in. I'll get the door. Get down. I'll hand this to you. Okay. Okay, let's have it. Here. Here you are. I got it. Okay. okay. Now we're all set. Get up front and move this crate out of here on the double. Okay, Steve, come up. We'll need it. You ready, Colonel? Ready. I have everything, I think. Yeah, let's head for the rocks over there. Right. Well, so far, so good, Colonel. Over here, Mr. Mitchell. Cover among these rocks here for a while and see if our landing has stirred up any interest. Oh, uh, in this moonlight, Mr. Mitchell, I do not think our arrival has gone unnoticed. How right you are, Colonel. Look over there. What? what? Moon on horseback? Yeah. A dozen of them at least, and they're headed this way. Uh, uh, quickly. Let us move back. What do you make of them, Colonel? I do not think they are fighting. No, I am certain they are not. Soldiers, a patrol. Oh, great. Here, behind the school. Hey, they're looking around. Probably figure the plane might have jumped something. Yes. I do not think they will come up here. They're right. They're moving on. They are headed for the village. Yeah, which means we'll have to change our plan. Oh, yes. The tribesmen there will certainly be warned of the patrol's approach. They will move back into the mountains. We could attempt to signal them up there. Why not? Let's give it a whirl, Colonel. The Colonel and I drag out our flashlights and start blinking them towards the mountains. This goes on for half an hour, and then we get an answer. The flight's blinking on and off in the distance. We pack our gear and head for it. The light doesn't seem to be more than a mile away, but distances are deceiving up here, and it's almost dawn before we arrive at the tribal chief's camp. We're given a chance, and while the colonel goes off to confer with the chief, I set up the radio. Steve Mitchell here. W6C32. That you, Fenway? Yeah. Steve, you alone? Sure. What's up? Did Tyson come too? You're in a jam. That Colonel G you're with is a phony. What? Police here in Sangar found the real Colonel G an hour ago. Oh, great. Look, Fenway, you'd better... Go on, Steve. What is it? Steve, can you hear me? What's wrong? What's wrong? What is wrong, but I don't think I can explain this, Fenway. Not with a cold muzzle of an automatic at the back of my head. And an arm reaches over my shoulders. Sorry, Mr. Mitchell. You came back just a little too soon, but... And now you find yourself in a rather awkward position. Do you not, Mr. Mitchell? You're not on too healthy ground yourself. What happens if the chief and his tribe find out that you're a phony? <laughs> there is no chief, and these men belong to no tribe. They are soldiers under my command, and you, Mr. Mitchell, are my prisoner. 
Come on, let's get to the mouth of the cave. Hey, Sam, what's going on? Enemy tree have looked here. I'm stopping bombs. Oh, we don't have enough troubles as it is. We've got to get bombed, too. Hey, look. Way down the mountain, column of soldiers. Yes, coming for us now. Come on, please. Hold it. Let me have your binoculars. Yeah. There's a jeep bringing up in the rear. <laughs> what do you know? Our old friend, you, and the driver. Come, no time to lose. I'll say there's no time to lose. There's a small radio transmitter in that jeep, looks like. So? So we're going to cook up a little gag. If it works, we get the radio. But if it doesn't, then we don't need the radio. I outlined the deal to Sam in a hurry. He nods and takes off to give the orders when he and I stay under cover in the shade of their troops and the jeep gets closer. Suddenly, half of Sam's men take off along the trail in full view. There's troops station, leaving the group unprotected. The rest of the fans then come out of hiding inside the group. The the fire and stops the group. You and the driver pile out and drive for cover. Lenny and I run to the group, grab the transmitter, and bring it back to the cave. Oh, 50, go ahead. Mitchell calling W6C32. Mitchell calling W6C32. W6C32, go ahead, Mitchell. Your brother's here with me, Frank. You okay? Good. Got your plane standing by? Yeah, something waiting, Steve. Same spot? One hour after sunset. You got it? We're seeing you. Over and out. Dan's boys will try to keep the east troops diverted until we get to the rendezvous, right? Right. Let's go. Sunny and I sit down the train and take off across the ridge, working our way to the plateau where the planes to pick us up. We arrive in time to start a small fire to guide Frank. Steve, look. Coming around that mountain, Steve. Yeah, it's Frank. Right on schedule, too. Yeah, coming in for a landing. Come on. We'll stop just about opposite that clump of boulders. Yeah. Yeah, so far, so good, wasn't it? What's the matter? Hey, look. Back there on the ridge in the moonlight. Truth? Yeah. You and the soldiers must have figured out the decoy. Yeah, I'd rather they get this close to getting out of here and then... Come on. We're going to make a run for it.
Haynesville's assignment starring Brian Donlevy as Steve Mitchell with Herb Butterfield as the commissioner is written by Bob Reif and Adrian John Doe and is directed by Bill Klein. Be with us again next week at the same time when Brian Donlevy, starring in the role of Steve Mitchell, will embark on another transcribed, dangerous assignment.